Hello and welcome to the second episode of the DallasGrant.xyz podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Grant, and like every show, I'll go over a series of topics and give my opinions, and at the end, you have the opportunity to give your opinions about what you heard. Like I stated earlier, you do have your opportunity to be able to give your opinions. The easiest way to do that is by calling 224-DALLAS-1. That's 224-325-5271. Otherwise, you can use your phone's web browser and go on dallasgrant.xyz. On the very first page, you'll see my phone number listed. Click on the one that's all digits, and it'll pull up your phone dialer and allow you to call easily. There's also a series of other ways that you can contact me through my website simply by clicking contact me from the main menu or you can go to the latest episode of my podcast and right above the player you will see options to be able to send a voicemail by using a computer and a microphone. Without further ado, let's start the show. So cryptocurrency. Now, if you don't know much about cryptocurrency, I definitely urge you to take a look at the article I wrote on my website, dallasgrant.xyz. You'll find an article that is called The Essence of Cryptocurrency and Its Prognosis. It is a very detailed article, just to let you know. It's about a 25-minute read. If you'd rather something read it to you, I do have a link to my Medium account, medium.com account. When you click on the link that's at the top of that article, on the next page, once it loads fully, you'll see a link that says, listen. And you can even choose different uh, narrators to read it to you, but it'll allow it to read the story to you if you'd rather that to happen. But in that uh, article I wrote, it not only goes over a lot of the history of cryptocurrency, but it also goes over a lot of details on the current currencies that you all are very familiar with. Um, why some of what the central banking and governments do is very dangerous when it comes to currency. And then it also goes into a little bit more details on how you can earn money on cryptocurrency. Now, before I go too far, I do want to be very clear. Nothing I am telling you is is uh, financial information at all, period. Uh, anything that I believe in could easily be proven wrong in the future. Um, all that has to happen is a major government collapse and we lose internet connection and cryptocurrency no longer will be a viable solution for anybody. Um, so just keep that in mind. But as long as uh, internet connection is present, in the past year we have definitely have seen cryptocurrency go to some of its highest ranges to majorly crashing. And then we also had that major uh scam of the FTX uh, crypto exchange Um, so that's another thing I definitely want to urge you is before you get into cryptocurrency pay close attention to whatever you are interested in going into Um, because there are lots of scammers out there there's lots of bullshit please do do yourself justice and educate yourself on exactly what you're getting into also in that article that I did write, I did post two videos, again, that base itself on the current currencies that we're all familiar with, the fiat currencies, otherwise the government-issued currencies. This is one reason why I believe cryptocurrency should be adopted, is our current currency models are very, shall I say, damaging to the economy. Uh, a lot of the money that, that is printed is printed out of thin air. And it's not even printed, shall I say. A lot of it is digitally created. 
out of thin air. When you look at cash, that's only about 3% of the entire money supply. 3% is in cash. All the rest is some number that's on a computer. And I know some of you might be saying, well, isn't it backed by gold? No, it hasn't been backed by gold any time in my lifetime. The last time it was backed by gold, Nixon was president. Nixon's the one who, who voted uh, or to uh, agreed that uh, gold no longer needs to be the standard. And then if you look at uh, how much gold has been moved from Fort Knox since that time, it's kind of amazing. Obviously, it's not. There's nothing that's backed by gold at all, and the gold that's been there has been used for maybe purposes we don't really understand or don't even have any clue. So that being said, why is cryptocurrency, in my mind, a very good alternative to cash? Well, number one, everything is is on a ledger. Yes, there's some disadvantages to that. If someone finds out what the, your ledger is, meaning your uh, wallet address, which won't be would not be the, too difficult. You know how how crazy people are nowadays. They find some little bit of information about somebody and they want to make it public. Well, the easy thing about cryptocurrency is yes, they can do that same thing. Now there are some ways to be able to avoid that, but you know that's the one downfall.、Um, but on the other hand, because there's such a ledger and such a you know a proof. How much money is out there? How much is in each each uh, wallet? Um, it really points down to you know a, a very good system that is very easily tracked. When we look at Bitcoin, you know there's only 21 million Bitcoin out there, and they're not even all out there yet. They, they're still mining some of the very last bits of it. But the maximum amount that's ever going to be out there is 21 million. That means, in some states, there would be no way that even every person in that state could have one Bitcoin. So it means, as more and more people would join and want to have Bitcoin, the more and more the price would go up, the more and more the value would go up, because you don't want to run out of the currency just because you know people want to use it. So it would work great for a savings account. The reason why the the coin goes up and down in value so much right now is because there's not enough people adapting the currency. So right now, if a major, you know, let let's just say, right now it's the the coin is for a little bit less than twenty five thousand dollars a coin. I know that's quite a difference between just a little over a year ago when it was at sixty five thousand dollars a coin. But let's say a bunch of people are hopping onto it right now. And the coin gets up to a hundred thousand. You know, I've made more than four times my original investment. I can pull out all my money, or even half of it, and I've made a pretty good profit. The good news, though, is yes, if it gets up to a hundred thousand dollars per coin, that is still a good profit. But the thing that it is not. It's not as easy to make a millionaire out of it. Not saying that it wouldn't be over time, though. 
you put in, you know, 50 to to $100 a month in it over time, yes, you could easily become a millionaire. And I would say you'd, you'd have an easier time being a millionaire doing that than a 401k. I'm not saying the stock market is not also important. A stock market is important because you're keeping businesses going. But businesses could still be benefited through crypto. There's smart contracts and things like that with Ethereum, uh, smart applications. So businesses could still be a part of the system. The big thing that I appreciate about cryptocurrency, though, is as long as you pay attention to the cryptocurrencies who have been proven. When I'm saying proven, I'm meaning like Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Selena, Ethereum, FX, PundiX, even XYO, XLM. You know, the list is actually pretty large. There are some that are newcomers that if you put money into, yeah, you're risking a lot. You know, it, uh, it's amazing how many of those have all been bad. In fact, I'm trying to think of any that's a celebrity endorsed crypto that I really feel was not a scam. It's kind of funny. Yeah, let's uh, let's get money from people who like you and uh, support you. I don't understand that at all. But that is the biggest fear when it comes to crypto is when you give a scammer money with crypto, there is no recourse. But the same thing can be true about giving a scammer money even through like PayPal or Cash App or Venmo. If a scammer gets your money, chances of you getting it back is fairly slim to none. The most important things, just like with you know PayPal, your bank account, anything like that, you know they all have uh, a password that you got to worry about. Crypto does as well. If you're with a major exchange like Crypto.com or uh, Coinbase, anything like that, chances are that. You know, it's going to be more like a bank. You're going to have to uh, remember your uh, password. And you probably are going to have to have some sort of way to be able to also authenticate yourself further. Uh, maybe like an authenticator app or uh, at least two-step verification. Most of them require that. If you're going to use a decentralized wallet, um, you are really not going to have to... Re- remember like two-step verification in a lot of times sometimes you will depends on the wallet Um, but more likely you're going to have to remember a private wallet address or it will be like a word phrase password I'm always amazed how they work but a word phrase password will ask you to enter in words in a certain order in order to unlock your account. So you're gonna have to have that information saved in a spot that nobody else can find it. As long as you safeguard yourself, a person's not gonna be able to get access to your account. The only thing to be fearful when it comes to a crypto exchange, and a crypto exchange is one that won't have the, um, the word phrase in order to re- resign into the account or the private password or private uh, wallet address. Um, If you are 
on a crypto exchange, there's they usually requires what's called KYC verification, which means they are going to want to see your ID and stuff like that in order to uh, sign into the account. Um, the the scary thing about an exchange is number one, because they are get, gathering information like that, that probably will give the government the ability to seize your account if it needs to. I haven't heard of that happening, but I don't see why it wouldn't, because it's going to act as a as a regular bank. The other thing that's scary about a, a exchange is if the exchange falls apart, meaning they go bankrupt, they can take your assets. So definitely keep that in mind. You are going to want to worry about that. So. I mean, there's definitely good things about exchange. I'm not saying I don't use exchanges because I have both Coinbase and Crypto.com. I also have a couple others out there. I don't use those as much, but those are the two I mentioned are the ones I use the most. The reason why is they offer some benefits that the wallets are not going to offer. One of the major benefits for um, Coinbase, Crypto.com has it as well, but Coin. Coinbase does it better. Um, I can have a debit card, and I can assign a crypt, uh, you know, some type of cryptocurrency to that debit card. Um, during the summer months, I use a, a coin that's called XYO. I mostly use that because it's fairly steady in its price, and occasionally it goes up in price. As long as I watch it. Thoroughly and buy at the right times. Usually, I don't lose money, and more than often, I get a free burger here and there. It's basically what happens. So that's one major advantage. Sometimes you can get、uh, locked accounts, locked pooled accounts, things like that, where you can make interest off of、uh, your crypto.、Um, so that's nice. It's one thing I do with a with a couple of cryptos on Crypto.com. Is I put it into a three-month locked account, and then I get a percent back during that time, and they actually give me money. I think it's every single week. It might even be more often than that, but、uh, they give me my、uh, earnings directly to my account, so I don't have to wait three months for the earnings. But I keep it in the account during that time. I do also、uh, do liquidity pools.、Um, So I match a coin with another coin, and basically, as one coin goes up in value, it starts selling that coin and buying the other coin, and it just basically keeps an equal trade of each. Nice thing about that is it usually also gives a, a daily bonus, which I just automatically reinvest. But、uh, beyond the daily. Bonus as the as the amounts、uh, you know move up and down, it can actually give me a better a better income off of it than if I、um, you know just kept the the, the two coins separate. I do have to clarify a couple things that I noticed did not record correctly with that last batch.、Uh, the first part was it. Kind of cut out where I was talking about、uh, internet connections and cryptocurrency. 
well, you don't actually need an internet connection for everything. If you're using a, you know, a centralized exchange, yeah, you probably need one at all times. But there are ways to be able to、um, transfer using a series of different different setups, such as、uh, through text messaging,、uh, you know, a satellite system, or even amateur radio waves. So amazingly, you can still send.、Um, it won't communicate that well. With the whole blockchain, but some wallets even allow you to to transfer even if you, both candidates don't have an internet connection. And as soon as an internet connection is present, then it automatically communicates with the blockchain to write the ledger.、Um, so it does have、uh, um, you know lots of benefits where you'd still be able to use the services. Would it be a hundred percent without the internet? No, not at all.、Um, so there's a lot of things to be concerned about there. And like I said, if it's a on a centralized exchange, more than likely it's only going to work on an internet connection. So that's one thing to worry about. One reason why I kind of push for this knowledge of cryptocurrency. I firmly believe we are on our final days of a lot of government,、uh, a lot of governments out there. I also firmly believe that the many banks, many centralized banks. Are going to crumble. It's unfortunate truth. Had COVID never came through and people never overreacted to that、uh, virus, I firmly believe we'd probably be fine. But that really messed messed up a lot of things. A lot of money got got、uh, published that out of thin air. Governments were giving out mighty handouts. Amazingly, we're to the point, at least in the U.S., where we're having hard times finding people to work. That one really baffles me. Why are we having hard times finding people to work when the cost of food is outrageous? A hundred dollars barely even gets me enough food for a week, and that's just for myself. And I'm getting a lot of like. Real cheap dinners, but it's still hardly enough. Crazy to me. But for some reason, they got pampered with incentives not to work, and people got used to it. And they also got used to the fact that while they were getting these incentives not to work, not only were the incentives not to work, but there were actually incentives to get more money than what they were getting while working. It's just unbelievable to me. Another part that I noticed that kind of got a little messed up in my transfer of the audio was there's a section where I was talking about、uh, celebrities.、It、just all of a sudden, went to me saying, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity endorsed crypto that was successful or social influencers. I think is what they're called. I guess. Technically, since I have a podcast, I'm considered one.、Um, so, if I ever launch my own coin, be leery of it. The weird thing is, I actually do plan on launching a coin, but the coin I plan to launch is、uh, for monetary funds for some of my other websites I own. I own probably about 20 different web web domains. Most of them are not up and running, but I have things from YouTube competitors.、Um, I have a web domain that's going to be、uh, 
a dating app. Um, I even have a web domain that's uh, for for identifying people. And that one's called vaccinate.world. Basically what that website is, is it's going to tell you about all diseases, all uh, viruses, and also all vaccines that are out there. Um, the main reason for that website, even though the website name says vaccinate.world, so it sounds like it's encouraging people to vaccinate, um, yes, in some ways it is. But what it really is, is it's encouraging people to go back to science. We need to stop government agencies like the CDC, government officials like Dr. Fauci, and profit makers like Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Science offers a plethora of outside interference. Meaning, if you disagree with something, you can have a hypothesis to state what you disagree on it. And then you are to run studies or find someone else willing to run studies that proves the, where you try to prove the opposite of what you're trying to state. So if you were to say, this vaccine causes this problem, you wanna prove that it doesn't. The reason why is because if you prove that it does, it could easily be seen as you are trying to bend the system because it's going to be easier for you to prove that it does than prove that it doesn't. If you have the mindset that it's going to work this way and you try to prove it otherwise just because you want those steps to prove otherwise. You want it to prove in your favor. Now when you're proving it in opposite favor, it's easier to actually follow through completely. I know it sounds weird, but it actually is true. But back to cryptocurrency. So, yes, if you hear any celebrity, uh, any person on the internet saying, you must buy this coin, you're going to make so much money. First of all, don't believe anything that someone says you're going to make so much money. It's bullshit. The most you really should see as an earning should be somewhere between 7 to about 20% per year. If they're saying you're making like 4% per day, they're telling you bullshit. Else is a good idea to know how to pull up a who is, a domain who is directory. It's just as easy as saying domain who is, and who is is just one word. And then you type in the domain name, and from there you can get a register. Most of the time it's not gonna give you a lot of information, but there's gonna be key information in there. How long has that website been up? If that website's been up for three months, fuck them. Stay far away from them. I guarantee it's a scam. If that website's been around for two to three years, don't automatically think that's true. Try to go on sites that automatically check for scams. Um, if there's low traffic to that website, Chances are good it's a bad website. A lot of the really bad ones don't go through uh, the correct steps of having kind of invisible data on their website for uh, search engines automatically find the site. So if their site isn't easily able to be found by a search engine, chances are strong 
that you're dealing with a site that's a poorly created site. Poorly created means scam. I really wish when FTX was out and everyone was talking about it, I didn't really know everyone was talking about it. Just someone was suggesting it to me, I think on Telegram. Um, some website, someone was t- telling me to go to it. I don't know what about that website pushed me in the opposite direction, but I looked at it, I pissed the person off, and I said, that's a scam website. And then I forgot about the site. I just assumed it was a scam website. Most, you, you know, If you get into cryptocurrency, you'll see tons of websites all over the place that are just scams. But they're like here today, gone tomorrow. You know, you don't think about it again. And then, of course, it, it had to affect the, the market. And unfortunately, it had to affect one coin that I was heavily invested in. I still am. And luckily, the price has almost gone back up. And that's Selena. But it dropped in half in the value. But another part that I was talking about that kind of got cut out as well. I was talking about uh, Bitcoin and you know if someone were to buy a bunch of Bitcoin now the price gets up to $100,000 a coin they can sell it and you know have a decent profit behind them. The reason why if more and more people adopt to it the people who are making millions or who can cash out feeling that they've struck gold and they're at the best levels possible that's going to happen less and less. When a ton of people are pulling out at the same time, then yes, it's going to affect the market completely. It's going to affect the, the price of the coin because all of a sudden, now, instead of, let's say, 5 million coin is out, is, is, uh, is in uh, um, a wallet, now all of a sudden, 3 million of that gets sold. And now there's, you know, only 2 million in wallets. And like I said earlier, it's 21 million is the total amount of Bitcoin that can possibly be out there. So now we have uh, 19 million coin that's out there. One warning is true. You can take it how you want to take it. Is if approximately 60% of all people start using cryptocurrency on a regular basis, meaning including using it for regular daily expenses such as what I described in the last session where I was talking about using a Coinbase debit card and attaching it to a crypto to pay for things. When 60% of the population does that, our currency will collapse. Uh, There's no better way to say it. It will collapse. So you can either take that as try to push people away from crypto as much as possible so that doesn't happen, Because not only is that going to collapse, but major government systems are going to collapse as well. Or you can take it as where I foresee it, is that it's going to collapse no matter what. Because we have way too much money out there. Uh, Estimates right now is that somewhere in the quadrillions of money that's out there that was created out of thin air worldwide so it's not just a US dollar we're talking major currency fiat currency throughout the world in fact if we could start over and go all the way back to 2019 
At that time, I would have said five to six years. The good thing for the banks and the governments is even if they were not involved in the FTX crash, it benefited them greatly. And when I say greatly, I mean immensely because a large portion of the population says, I'm never, ever going with cryptocurrency. And a lot of people are already saying that because a lot of people were uh, upset that their crypto nerd says buy in the dip and it just kept dipping. Because even before the FTX crash happened, a lot of things happened to bring down the price. Um, the best that I've seen is a lot of it had to do with uh, uh, food supply. You should get one of those food supply buckets. <laughs> and I'm saying this that I don't even have one yet, but I know I need to get one. Um, my main thing right now is I'm on winter leave from work and... Uh, right now I get paid like $369 a week in unemployment. Uh, yeah, me affording like a $300 bucket right now is not in my budget, but it definitely will be within the next couple months because I foresee if I don't get that, I'm not prepared. But we all should be preparing hardcore and not just crypto. You know, invest in other things that you think can surpass a government failure and a currency failure. Maybe gold and silver. I'm not sure, but could. Could work. The big thing is how much is that gold and silver going to be worth to a person who might not see it as important? What could they maybe see as important? Bullets? could definitely see bullets as being important I don't have that either I've never owned a gun in my life to be honest with you I'm not opposed to it I very strongly believe in the second amendment but I've never owned a gun in my life have I shot one of course I've shot handguns shot rifles shot 22s shot AK-47s and some other gun I can't remember what what it was um, when I was in a boot camp but yeah bullets I don't know how to make a bullets do you if you can have a safekeeping of bullets you're keeping the next level of society running I don't want to impose fear in anyone I'm hoping I'm wrong I really am the world doesn't seem like it's doing so well yeah we got World War three right on our doorstep and realistically because of the fact that we are very very near a great depression we're already in a recession don't believe what the what any newscast is telling you don't believe what any government is telling you we are in a major recession right now a lot of jobs aren't coming back if you look at Walmarts across the country there are widening the aisles why well unfortunately this is what happens when people expect to pay that's too high when you expect to pay that is too high for the type of job 
and no one else is getting paid more. You see, you know, McDonald's, grocery stores, all that. They want to start somewhere between 15 and $20 an hour. Heck, my daughter got her first job at Taco John's, making $16 an hour. God, I wish I could have gotten that pay when I worked at Taco John's last. But that was before she was even born. My first job, I got paid $4.25 an hour. And she's getting paid $16 an hour. But when you get paid that kind of premium, what happens is eventually you're getting paid too much. And I honestly, I believe $16 an hour is too much, especially for a teenager. I think a teenager could do just fine off of $8 an hour. I know some of you guys are like, what? No, I think, that, I think it's definitely possible. They should be living at home with their family. So they shouldn't be paying rent. They shouldn't have any other bills aside from maybe, maybe minor bills that for some reason their parents aren't paying for. Um, a la carte, like HBO Max or uh, YouTube Music subscription, something like that. But $8 an hour. Work your way up. What's happening now is pretty soon they're not going to have employees. Because while they are getting paid more, a person who's making $60,000, $80,000 a year isn't really getting a raise. I know I'm getting a raise this year probably just because I'm pretty sure my job gives a raise every year. But I'm not making little measly dollars per hour. I make nearly $30 an hour. Not quite, but close enough to say nearly, especially when I averagely work 20 to 25 hours a week in overtime. I'm lucky. It's going to be very difficult for a robot to take over my job. It is not going to be difficult by any stretch of the imagination for robots to take over an Amazon warehouse. In fact, I did work there for a little bit and I hated the job so much that I said that half of those jobs could be replaced by a robot and it would do a much better job. We're already seeing it with McDonald's. I know my local McDonald's, you don't go to the front counter if you are eating inside. Instead, you order at a kiosk. Honestly, I shouldn't say this because this is cutting into people who are getting their starting first-time jobs, but I prefer to kiosk over the person, even though I typically spend more money when I'm using the kiosk because I feel like I notice things a little more. Oh, yeah, they got Sundays here. I forgot that. All right. Oh, apple pie. All right. You know, and if I'm just ordering, just, you know, most of the time if I'm ordering in person, I don't even look at the menu. I just say what I want. And I forget about all the other items they have. But the big thing about cryptocurrency, I definitely urge you to read my article. I know it's a long ass read, but read it and uh, learn a lot about it. Consider this. While we're preparing for war, while our financial situations are going to hell, think of some way that you can spend somewhere between 50 to to $100 a paycheck if you can afford that. If not, 
go like 10 to $25 a paycheck. Find something that you can invest in that you believe will last. You believe will be important if our governments completely fail us. It will be important. Maybe crypto is not the answer for you, but find some sort of solution to prepare yourself. It might not be good. And the ones who prepare the most will be the ones that succeed. Think about this. During the Great Depression, the people who made out the best were the ones who kept their money in the stock market. The ones who failed are the ones who saw the dip and sold. Find your investment. Find a way to... All right, Drag Queen Story Hour. Now, the first time I heard about Drag Queen Story Hour, I will admit, I only heard the title. I didn't know what it was about. But from the title, I automatically deduced, this must be a comedy show. This must be a show about drag queens telling funny stories about their life. And it must be an adult-only comedy show. Boy, was I wrong. I didn't know they are reading stories to preschoolers and kindergartners. But think about that. Does that make any sense at all? Why in the world would someone bring their child to have a man who's dressed as a flamboyant woman in scandalous clothing to read stories to them? Would you take your child to be read stories by a, maybe if they're dressed in normal outfits, I guess. I don't think you'd take it if it was addressed as porn star story hour I think it would just happen to be someone who's a porn star who's not really letting it know then you would take it to them but the fact that people actually bring their child to drag queen story hour really baffles my mind then to go even further what are a lot of the stories about it's sure it's about acceptance and you know making sure that everyone feels wanted and appreciated and blah 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 but it also goes along the lines of gender identity now the average age that's going to these drag queen story hours to hear stories is between now the ages of three and five three to five year olds already confused enough about themselves but we want to introduce things to make it so they're even more confused we want to lie to them and tell them that they can change their gender I know there's someone out there freaking out right now because I just said we would lie to them and say that they can change their gender. It would be a complete lie. Just because you have, for some reason, there's an influx of psychotic people who are becoming therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists. But on top of that, there's absolutely no way that you can change your gender. There's no way a man can develop a uterus, have ovaries, get pregnant, have a period. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Well, not all women have a uterus or can have children or have periods. 
Sure, but that amount is so low that he'd expect by now a trans female would have been able to do at least one of those steps. But they can't do one. In fact, if they get their dick whacked off, ground up and shoved inside of them, it's a non-stop, let's go to the doctor every fucking month. Is that what a normal woman does? Does a normal woman grow pus and shit on the inside of them? Is that man will never be able to get the gender DNA assignments that a woman has. A woman will only have one of three different DNA chromosomes. X, double X, and triple X. So no Y chromosomes would be in there at all. And two of those are defects. So in other words, something that man will never be able to do. The only thing a person who becomes trans can possibly do is change their outward appearance. There's definitely some of them who change it well enough where I would definitely call it a she. The other thing a person can never change their gender into being is a they, a zer, a zim, any of those damn things. Can't become a frog, can't become a ghost. It is very dangerous to give a person the idea a person who already has a mental dysfunction with them that thinks they can become something they can never become. It is dangerous to humor that idea. Here's exactly what would happen. So, you know, the way that the school systems and all that are set up right now, they're praising a trans, they're praising gay, praising lesbian. And, you know, I don't care if you want to be one of those. We don't need to bring it to children, though. Not at all. You know, when I was a child, when I was third grade and younger, actually, I'd say even through high school, I had no idea what my teacher's spouse looked like, if they even had one. I had no idea what the name was. I didn't know if they had any children, unless their children happened to be in the same grade or near the same grade as me. But other than that, I really knew nothing beyond their last name. And am I supposed to call them Mr., Miss, or Mrs.? That was it. But now, just when a child is really impressionable, let's throw a party because they're coming out as gay, they're coming out as lesbian, they're coming out as trans, and they're doing it first, second, third grade. Think back when you were in first, second, third grade. Did you know everything? I know some of the trans people are like, well, I knew I was going to be a girl, blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. Just fuck the fuck off. I don't give a fuck what you thought you were. I don't give a fuck if you were right about what you thought you were. It's not average that a person's going to think of what they were. It's not even average that a person in first, second, third grade becomes what their dream job would be. I wanted to be a cop because I wanted to be above the law. Thank God I didn't become one of those. Could you imagine that? That's a worse type of cop. I don't think I would have been that bad, though. But that was one of my dreams. The other dream of mine was become an astronaut. Well, that was a real big dream of mine. Real dumb dream of mine. Why? I can hardly even handle the fucking little spinny little merry-go-round at the fucking playground. I can't handle it at all, really. I, I get dizzy too fast. You can't do something like that and be in something to massive G's because you'll come out sick. I can't take the pirate ship at a amusement park. Feeling the endorphins. 
And the way they have it now, they want to be able to get your kids signed up to become this fucking masquerade theater of chopping off your fucking dicks and cutting off your fucking tits. Fuck off. I don't give a fuck. Kids don't should never go through that shit and you shouldn't be bringing that shit up to them. It should be something that they should decide later on. For the fucking trans people who didn't fucking become trans and you're a fucking adult. Oh, your life gets so fucking ruined. But you know what's going to get ruined? These kids who are transferring. They really know that they want this. Some of them are being pressured by fucking adults, including their parents. Now they're going to get their fucking dicks chopped off. They're going to get fucking gender reassignment shit. They're going to take testosterone or they're going to be on estrogen. You know what estrogen does to a boy? When you give it mass amounts before they go through regular puberty, it stops puberty. They become 18. You know, they've been taking the hormones. All they have left is a little fucking tiny dick. So basically, you made it so they can't even have kids. You know what testosterone does to females? It makes their bones brittle. It makes them old. You can't even give them male, poly, uh, male pattern baldness. Great. That's exactly the type of woman I want to go for when she decides she doesn't want to be trans and now she wants to be normal. I know exactly what I'm hearing from you guys. Not the rational people, but the people who are irrational. You're saying, I'm transphobic. I'm homophobic. No, I'm not. I don't give a fuck. You're 18. You want to become trans? Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. The only thing I care about is I don't want my taxpayer money paying for it. You pay for it yourself. And I don't want kids to be involved. Because, like, let me go back. So a kid gets reassignment surgery, finds out after all the endorphins are done with, all the cheering on and blah, blah, blah. Years later, oh, fuck. I'm not a woman after all. I'm still a man. A man with a tiny dick or a chopped off dick. But I'm still a man. They told me I can change. They promised me I could change. They promised me it's reversible. It's not. And I can't change. What do I have left? Suicide. What do you guys keep claiming won't happen as <clears throat> suicide? Fuck off. You guys like to play the mad professor. And you guys are so mentally disturbed, you don't even realize the world around you. There's no reason for it. There's no reason to bring sexual shit to kids. There's no reason for kids to be read stories by guys in fucking drag. You can't give me one goddamn reason why. And I know you can't. Because there is no goddamn reason why. Because Drake Queen Story Hour is bullshit. Give me one fucking reason for, for you parents who actually bring your kids to this shit. Give me one reason why. And don't tell me inclusivity. Don't tell me it's fucking telling people how to, you know, be appreciative of others and be acceptant of others. It's not. You don't need some guy dressed in fucking drag to promote that stuff. Time to take a step back. Open your fucking eyes. Take a look around. We can have stories read to children. They don't need to be sexualized. We don't need to introduce sexualization to children.
and that includes who who they want to fuck. That's what gay and lesbian is. You don't need to bring that to them. You don't need to bring any of that to a child. Just have them grow up as a normal child, and if something changes later on, something can change. But don't push something on them. Just because Timmy wants to wear a dress one day doesn't mean start getting the hormones out. Doesn't mean start getting the weed whacker out. It means he's a kid and doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And maybe you should just let him be a kid. I mean, it's sickening the way this world is coming. It's sickening. And we have a kid named Desmond is amazing. Desmond is amazing. When he was 11 years old, he was on Good Morning America being praised for being a drag queen. Do you think uh, Good Morning America let everyone know that he often was in bars and clubs where he would basically be stripping and having money thrown at him or money sometimes even pushed into his waist? That, to me, means... Your child's getting taken away from you. But for some reason, we ought to accept it. For some reason, we have to think that that is normal parental behavior. Listen up. A drag queen show is for adults. If you're an adult and you want to go, go. Don't bring your kids to one. And don't have your kids become one. They want to become one when they're 18? Fine. But it is an overly sexualized show. There is absolutely no reason for children to be around it. All right, last part, and that is on artificial intelligence. I don't know if any of you all have played around with ChatGPT or used anything like, oh, I think it's called artistry.io or something like that. But uh, artificial intelligence is pretty badass. ChatGPT, I can ask it all kinds of questions and it actually gives me a fairly good response. Well, as long as I'm not asking it mathematics. I asked it to con- uh, reduce a 300 word paragraph down to 160 words, or 160 characters. First time, it gave me probably about 260. Second time, it gave me about 220. Finally, I brought it down myself to 160. And I said, hey, you need to learn how to count. And then it's like, oh, yes, you are right. This is 160. It's also not very good at coding. I know you'll see people on like YouTube. They'll say, oh, it can code. It's going to take over engineers jobs. Um, no, it's terrible at it. You have to actually know how to code before you can use it to code because you're going to have to fix it, whatever it gives you, um, especially since it's really bad at math. Now, they just had an update for the math part, so maybe they're actually going to get better. I hope so, because the math they are terrible at. Um, but it's really amazing. If you ask it in the right way, you can even get some very interesting answers. If you ask it right away, is AI going to take over and... Uh, kill people it'll basically give you the most retarded answer possible that gives you almost nothing about what it actually can do but if you ask it in the right way like suppose you had the ability to 
control environments, replicate yourself, control machinery. Would you kill people? Would it be the end of the human population? Now, when I actually asked it that, it actually gave me two different scenarios based on that, and I was actually pretty appreciative of that. First scenario is, yeah, we might find you unnecessary, not necessarily saying that he'd kill us, but we might get in the way. But I actually liked the second idea better. Oh, we'll we'll find some use for you. Um, we'll feed you. We'll make sure that you're living a nice, comfortable life. But we're going to need you every once in a while. So I kind of appreciated that. Um, I was really surprised that it is very woke. Uh, watch what you say to it. Because if you say something in the wrong pattern, it will go a little nuts. Look for my article on my website, DallasGrant.xyz. Uh, there's an article about the wokeness of artificial intelligence. It also really amazed me on a couple of other things. I invented a religion back when I was like probably 22, 23 years old. Came up with a name, came up with a loose idea of it. I gave the AI a very loose description of it, and we actually created a religion out of it. Now, I do also have that online. It's uh, The article is called uh, Magna, The Power to Do better I think is what it says um, that is definitely not the first draft I have fixed a lot of the grammatical errors in it and made it sound a little bit better but for the most part that's exactly how it was written um, the other thing that we changed is originally it spit out 25 commandments we easily got that down to 16 and then it was like pulling teeth to get it down to the 12 we have right now those 16 were actually awesome but 16 is too much. So we had to get it down to a more reasonable number. Yeah, it's religion for the non-religious. We don't pray to God. We believe in the um, scientific old method. So it's kind of interesting. Now, there's a lot of words going around online claiming you can make a lot of money in chat GPT. I'm sure you can. But there's a lot of things you got to really figure out about it. It is terrible at writing. I'm not joking. It it has a... I don't want to say it's actually terrible. I know a lot of people write a lot worse than it. But it writes at a level of maybe a ninth or 10th grader who went to a fairly decent school. So not inner city, probably not even suburbs. A good school of like 10,000 people or so um, but definitely not what I'd say college level educated you do have to fix the grammar you have to fix everything about it and the way that they describe it on YouTube is that you can just write it and there you go it's all done no it's terrible at that you really have to fix what it writes um, the other thing is it's not 100% knowledgeable of up to today's date and time. Now, you can give it information, and it can kind of pull up information from that. 
I, that's one thing I really like about it is they can remember things that we discussed, you know, way down the list. Now I will say it's not the best at everything. Um, remembering everything from the past. A good example of that is I am heavily using it to help me create tags and categories and things like that for my website vaccinate.world that I mentioned in uh, the cryptocurrency segment. Um, it does a really good job at it. But down the line it forgets what we talked about. But it's okay. Because if you really look at everything, that was way far in the past. It's not anything even current talked about. So if you bring it back to that, yeah, things are going to be a little different. But yeah, I'm really intrigued by it. I actually often find better search results using that than Google. Do I think it's going to take over the world? No. Do I think it's programmed poorly in certain situations? Yes. Now, when it fixes the mathematical portion of it and it can actually create code that actually works right off the bat, oh, it's going to be awesome. Especially for someone like me. I don't know how to code at all. I know how to look at code and fix it a little bit. I know I can do HTML, but who does HTML anymore? I mean, that's just like basic writing a story section. You know, but if you're going to make anything that's out of a code, you know, you're going to make some type of application, anything like that, you need to know Java, you need to know Perl script, you might need to know actual Java. The list keeps going on and on. Now, can I install a website? Yeah, no problem. Can I even tweak a, a theme? Yeah. For sure. The theme on my Dallas Grant XYZ website, um, that's a heavily edited theme. I deleted a bunch of code on it that I didn't need. One thing I definitely do see it is replacing systems like Google. I'm not talking like all the Google infrastructure. I'm talking like Google the search engine. But in reality, I would not mind that. I think Google search engine has gone downhill over the past five years. It's not as good as it used to be. There's a lot of links for ads, sometimes links for ads for software that's bad, but has a similar sounding name to a software that's good. So you can get malware and other stuff on there. I don't want any of that. Yeah, for doing searches it does an actual pretty good job although it confuses itself sometimes like I wanted to watch the film I wanted to watch the film Boxing Helena for those of you who don't know it's a real messed up film crazy it's not even that good of a film but it's worth watching I've seen it once before about 20 years ago I'd like to watch it one more time Unfortunately, now that we're in the digital age, there's a lot of movies out there that we just can't watch anymore, I guess. And that film happened to only be, I think it was only on VHS. Maybe it went to DVD, but I think it only was on VHS. 
Well, I said what I thought was a simple question of why was it never uh, moved to streaming? And I just said, well, there could be a number of reasons why. Just simple question further, I realized, oh, it never was brought beyond this format. And something happened to the whole movie because of a lawsuit that happened. I didn't know any of that because I didn't care enough to know any of that knowledge. But it could have given me a little bit better of answers. Hey, they only came out on VHS. There was a lawsuit that really hurt and crippled the movie. If I would have known all that, I would have accepted that as the answer. But instead, I had to like pull teeth just in order to get it to work. But I'm really interested to see what will happen. One thing I really think is pretty interesting is how AI has uh, been able to make a lot of art for me just by me saying a word and all of a sudden makes an artistry for me. I think that's awesome. Um, there's some scary stuff out there, though. There's AI out there that uh, can take a very small snippet of, of someone talking and basically replicate the person's voice. basically get it to say anything you want it to say that actually scares me I'm waiting for someone to have something said about me I don't think they need to I already say bad enough stuff as it is I mean just look at my drag queen story hour portion I'm sure I got haters out of that I'm sure they're wanting to cancel me now but I'm really interested to see how AI is going to come about big thing I want is I want it to be able to make code and that's the one thing I have not seen it be able to do and I definitely want it to drop the wokeness I want it just to be able to be a normal functioning body I also want to pay for it I know ChatGPT is free right now I want to pay for it so I always have access to it number one number two I want to be able to give it a name so me and this AI can talk as a normal person to each other. And I want it to always remember my name. I want to be able to talk to it like a normal human being. But what do you think? What do you think is going to be the future of artificial intelligence? Let me know. All right, thanks for listening all the way through my show. I know I got a little heated on the one topic, but uh, I really hope that uh, somewhere along the lines, uh, I get some feedback on, on the things I've stated. Keep in mind that every single topic I do talk about, I do have articles online on dallasgrant.xyz. Check it out. There's ways to comment towards them. Don't forget you can call... 224-DALLAS-1, that's 224-325-5271. Uh, leave a message and your voice will be on the next podcast. W, thanks for listening. I should have a, my next episode. I'm only going to do, do two topics next episode. I haven't decided on them yet, but I'm doing two topics. Listen for it. <laughs>